I'm Devin Sawa. I play Alex. I'm Kristen Cloak. I play Ms. Valerie Luton. Kersmith. I play Carter Horton. The dick. The dick. <laughs> uh, Chad Danella. I play Todd Wagner. Which is actually something to do with an old horror. Right. They, they, all they the names. all are. Yeah. Just for you guys out there, all of the names have to do with old horror <laughs> guys. I thought the script was great because yeah. it was uh, it was not your regular thriller. It was original. It, it was original because death was was not represented by somebody running around with a knife stabbing people. It was represented by a by a general feeling. Um, so the screams are good, man. The screams are great. Kevin Williamson's brilliant. He's gonna jump out and kick your ass. But uh, that's why I liked it, you know. And it wasn't about who's gonna die. You knew everybody was gonna die. It was about. How are they going to get it, and how long are they going to avoid it? Um, and I didn't avoid it very long. No, you didn't. You didn't. This is what we like to call um, foreshadowing. The, the fan shot. <laughs> the fast forward sequence. <laughs> is Valet Vale is not an airline, is it? Yes, no. it is. Is it? Really? No, it's not. <laughs> this is going to be a long hour. Now. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, Kristen, put your shirt back on. I can't concentrate. <laughs> well, I've seen the movie. I was hoping to get a tan while we were watching. So this is the beginning. This time I'm gonna watch it for all like the you know the stuff they put on the sets, like all the, the background stuff, the 180. And... There's actually a lot of that stuff. Yeah. I thought, be, I, thought, I thought there'd be a lot more. You know, they, they, did that with the, they did that with the airport, too. Like moving yeah, the, the, like the stuff like in the paintings. And on the things on the walls, there was... Did the only scene I noticed Christian the... Uh, what? The only, they, they skewed the set. The only scene that I noticed was yours. That's the only hallway I noticed. In the, other in the bathroom. Really, in the bathroom where the tiles weren't lined up. It wasn't really noticeable. And the bus leaves the high school for the airport around 5. How's my suitcase working out for you? I think it says a lot about your character that you like the Woodpecker movie so much that you have a poster of it. The what? Pecker. Oh, Pecker. Oh, Pecker. John Waters. <laughs> John Woodpecker. Wood for luck. Where would you get an nutball idea like that? I'm still here. <laughs> I think that they, they tried, they skewed the sets to make it. So seem like after someone had died really that everything was right in the world with your friends in paris 10 days in the springtime live it up alex you got your whole life ahead of you Devin is really sleeping he's, he's naked for the I, I really was sleeping actually fell asleep. in one of these scenes Right there. He's like, and, they, and, they, and everybody moved off the set and just let me sleep after. He's Devin, uh, <laughs> uh, we yelled action. He's like, <laughs> go, go away. Get up. The movie used to be called Flight 180, but. It is no longer. It Thank is God. 
You, you don't like I didn't like the title. Oh, really? Why, Flight 180? Jim and Glenn would, would kill me for saying that. But I, and now they'll know. But everybody everybody you talk to was like, I think you know, it's an airplane movie. It's not. It was a lot catchier than Flight 180. There's a... Yes. And this is the blinking of the 180. Hitchcock, what? Let me give you a hand with this, man. Oh, no, I... Uh, Cardi, you did it! <laughs> <laughs> oh, good one. You left this on the bus. Oh. And there's, there's the two hot there's, ones. There's the boys. Hey, Hi, Blake. And that's my brother. Uh, I'd like to say hello to him. Brendan, out there. Mr. Fair. He was great. Mr. Fair. The teacher. The teacher. Yes, the teacher was good. Teacher. Mr. 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 Murnau, was that his name? Murnau. Murnau. Oh, yeah, Mr. Murnau. Yeah, he was my. He was actually really funny. He made me laugh. Yeah. You take care of him. I will. Yeah, he was uh, something else. There he is. <laughs> That's the best shot of the movie right there. We had this scene where we're supposed to be Wasn't in the background. Answer? It's not really in the movie, but we <laughs> we had this scene where we were in the background talking. And he used to make me laugh on every single take. I was so afraid that I was going to get in trouble because I was cracking up. <laughs> and I thought, if this really stays in the movie, then people are, people are going to think that I'm having a thing with We shot Bruno. this scene at 3 a.m. Yeah. Oh, yeah, the airport was closed. Yeah. And a lot of times we would fly home on the weekend, and we would just stay at the airport. <laughs> we would never go home and wait for the first flight out. Really? To LA. Yeah, we would just, there was no one in the airport. And we'd be there at, like, 5, 5.36 in the morning. It was good because Burger King opened at 5 just when we left for breakfast. This, this was supposed to be funny and it wasn't. <laughs> I'm not funny. <laughs> I am not funny. It was a very sexy photo. <laughs> yeah, it was kind of a sassy. I wanted, I wanted him. <laughs> you were hot. I couldn't help it. You were hot for his bod? Yes, I was just, I was acting. I was, uh -huh. I was, I was playing off what I was given. You wanted his Harry Krishna. I had a thing oh. for the Harry Krishna. Touche. There's honey bastard. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> I got my brochure here. Can I get on the plane? <laughs> uh, what the? The same day as my birthday. What the? I was riding around on the golf cart when you were doing Slow push. Scene. Here it is. This is scary. <gasps> Something's gonna happen. We don't know what, but something. Terminal. <laughs> Thank you. I'll read Airport. for you. I'll read all this stuff for you guys. Man, I know woman. You can't read. Thank you, Captain Obvious. <laughs> What's that from? Hey, knock it off. I don't know. They cut so much out of this because man and I were going head at it. And this was this is always really funny. Got the hands well, there they go. Here you go. Thanks. You're welcome. Princess died. She died in a car wreck. Car crash. Crash. Thank you, Captain <laughs> Obvious. <laughs> Airplane. 
They actually, they actually blew up a real plane. That looks really shot. good. It does look good. You were looking at green screen, right? Yeah. And it there. Was I? You're it, acting up a storm. Was I? Was, was, was it good there? This also was this is by funny far the funniest. Wasn't. Yeah, I thought it was funny. I thought it was funny. Let's take a shit scene. They, they thought it was funny, but uh, many of the people did not. It was funny. People always laugh at this. What do you, you I've seen the movie a thousand times. Always get to laugh. Let's go talk a cable. <laughs> I want to talk a wicked cable. <laughs> Alex! Directly after you walks in, Krista or Blake. Do you want them to associate you with that watery sting in their eye, that reflexive gag at the back of their throat? Do, does that really happen? I mean, do guy, are guys really afraid that if they go to the bathroom and a girl smells it, that they won't no, want to be no. with them? That's Is that totally like a, contrived. That's not like a real fear? No, not at all. <laughs> you didn't even pull your underwear down, man. How are you going to the bathroom? <laughs> a little shy, okay? <laughs> I knew we were down. That was my T-shirt. Oh, this is the John Denver thing. Yeah, yes. which I think is probably one of the worst the coolest, songs ever. The coolest thing, though, in the movie. I really like this whole John Denver theme. It's never a big it's fan very of John Denver. No, me neither. They're horrible. It's a great. This is not. This will not be topical when this comes out. Tell them how the John Denver made its way in there. Yeah, just glad heard the airport, airport, right? Yeah. And he had died in nice. the airplane. <laughs> and for <laughs> okay, thanks. <laughs> okay. Never mind. You you boys just watch the film. <laughs> what did you say? <laughs> Have you guys done this DVD commentary before? No. It's the first one? Every day. So far, I think we're riveting. The I think, studios. I think, it, I think it's turned off by now. <laughs> yeah, I don't think anybody's listening right now. The studios. Like, what the <laughs> fuck are they talking about? Am I allowed to say fuck? Morons. Hello. They're not listening They're to you. Oh, I, oh, I asked them. Oh, we're, we're okay? Can we, can we curse? It's like, oh, yeah, go ahead. I guess it's a rated R. R movie. I would think so. They know what they're buying. Go ahead. All right. There's John Willett. That was a production designer on Where? the little... Driving the, the car. Driving the car under the trolley. thing, yeah. He was the guy who... He was skewing some sets there. Yeah. That baby was a great actor. That's a good sign. Younger the better. Be a fucked up guy to take down this play. Oh, this guy. So real. The, 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 uh, the guy. Yeah, this guy's the, actually good. With the face mask on. Yeah, there you go. Really? Look at that shot. But the funny <laughs> thing was, is that <laughs> we were sitting at the bar at the set. Was you that was sitting with Glenn and I at the table, and he came over to the like table? And he had like a weird punk rock girlfriend he was introduced. I was surprised he wasn't the premiere. He came with a bunch of different people, and it was startling to see him kind of like in his... Walk? Yeah, without... Well, yeah. <laughs> Sans palsy. <laughs> It was, you know. I just like to say that that uh, yeah. you know, my character was is, is potty boy. <laughs> right now I'm talking about a urine infection. Yeah, that was. <laughs> I want to take a shit. Which is kind of what I can't. I do take a shit. I always laugh actually when you say you have a urine infection. I, Bladder. Infection. Yeah, if the, I always laugh at that. But um, the funny thing is, is that you're worried about. You know, having them smell your shit, but you're not worried about exposing <laughs> a bladder infection. Right. Which just shows how stupid I am more than anything else. Which I always think is kind of funny. <laughs> let's let's talk about... What's with their outfits? this blue thing? You know, I'm so sick of seeing that damn shirt of yours. What shirt? The one you yeah. have. Yeah, that's a really obnoxious costume. How do you really feel? <laughs> Get off the wall, you wallflower. <laughs> 
the best is the, <laughs> the wardrobe, like, with so different labels on it, like, ties and, like, shirts and stuff. It'd be, like, a Hugo Boss, like, sewed onto, like, a, a, like, a cheap tie. Sorry, I'm way up. Sean, he is really funny in the movie. Really Yeah, it's really funny, funny to see him go from like something like American Pie, where he's a, basically a Carter Horton, right, to a, a dork. Yeah, he he's really funny. Miss Alata, Ali couldn't make it today. There's that hot stewardess back there. Oh, excuse me, flight attendant. <laughs> like and the guy, the guy who's a flight attendant. Is Randy Stone? He, yeah. What, what's he up to these days? He's um, a producer. I don't know. I just yeah, he's producing stuff, and he uh, he used to be casting director at 20th Century Fox. <coughs> he was and the coolest guy. That's how Glenn and I first met him. A damn fine actor. Yeah. He looks exactly. I'm not kidding. Exactly like a friend of mine. Oh really? It's it's it's, it's like scary. Attention. <laughs> <laughs> The wave. The gimbal. I hated the gimbal. The gimbal broke four times, I'd like everyone to know. Hey, yeah. He kept telling us the gimbal was safe. Yeah. <laughs> but you know, I always thought, over but I didn't points. think it was scary. The I would expect it to go on there and not have to really be doing any acting. Well, it kept breaking. And I, they were I like, was hoping to be like, you know, really afraid. We, and we, I really we should wasn't. explain the gimbal thing. Oh, yeah. The gimbal, we, what we did was we re recreated like a third of a 747 fuselage in the studio. There's Randy. Yeah, there's Randy. Oh, what? Well, how do you a, third know? A, third. a third of a 747 fuselage of a plane. Wow, that's very technical. I, know. You know, yeah. I used to be a pilot. Yeah. He's a math genius. And we put it on this big uh, this big gimbal, like 25 feet up in the air, and then there's this stunt coordinator is. with you know all the power in the world with a joystick. With a joystick, and he's crazy. But he's outside crazy. of the gimbal, it seemed like it was going to be really terrifying because it went up and down at 90 degree angles. Well, the and the first time we tried and to do the uh, when I when but when we got in it, when we we're actually filming these scenes, and they're on your <coughs> close up, and you're supposed to be terrified. I mean, you're scared shitless, basically. I mean, you're dying in a plane. And then when it was actually happening, I didn't think yeah. it was that scary. It wasn't that bad, but it was pretty fun. <laughs> Sean and I took Dramamine just for the hell of it because oh, really? we were bored, and uh, I was asleep through half of the scene, I think. <laughs> Which is not a good thing when you're in a plane. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And here's the other thing that I was a bit disturbed by. Okay, you're dying. This whole thing is going on. You're you're pulling for the oxygen mask. I, I mean, let's talk about how little that's gonna do. I mean, why <laughs> we put it off? Yeah. I mean, this is great right here. This this is in the trailer. Well, apparently. And the girl, and of course, you know, when you're actually doing this, there's no. People are not really being pulled out of the plane. You're reacting to the girl is still sitting there, and she's reaching her arm Ouch. out. But styrofoam, uh, yeah, boombox, real boombox, real boombox. Yeah, right. I've been a bad I actor. I was playing with that thing. Bad, bad actor, and uh, now the fire was a little hot. That hurt right there, Devin. A little bit. A little bit. Now that's what I call a facial. She asked Todd. He said he had some sort of medical thing. Did you stand up? <laughs> Devin, Devin begins to freak out. This is pretty funny, this little tussle we get in the, in the, in the eye. Yeah, you ended up punching me. I, that's what I was just going to say. The, uh... We never, I never, uh, I never yeah. hit you. 
This was this was actually pretty great. Every single time, I mean, we did this like 400 times, and every single time, yeah. Devin got really, really worked up to the point where we all had bruises at the end of the day. But it was really yeah. my, effective. My arms were black and blue from yeah. uh, that pilot right there grabbing me every time. It was my fault. And I got stepped on every time. Your feet. I know. Yeah, I, know. I was tripping on your feet every day. Every single time. But it was. But I thought it turned out really good and. It really got everybody into it. It was good. It was an exhausting day for Dem. This part we filmed after. This is filmed on another, totally other day, on another set. It was not filmed at the airport. Didn't we do this before? We, this no, that scene where I walk away with the guy. It wasn't scripted. We we walked away, and I have to beg him to let us back on the plane. Yeah. And it was actually shot on the st uh, at the studio. This part was shot at the airport, but that part wasn't. One of you can go on the flight, and that's it. Larry. And um, you've been getting on with Renault, haven't you? Yes. Yeah. Lewis and Renault. And, and I just wouldn't say that all my stuff for the flight attendant guy was all improv. I made up all that dialogue myself. It's brilliant. Riveting. Yes. <clears throat> Quite the actress. <laughs> and uh, at a mall, came down to Devon and Big Bobo, 500-pound man from Texas. One of those model searches, right? <clears throat> just stop. I called your parents. They're on the way. Uh, there's the, the, okay, there's the tattoo. It's the only shot of the entire movie where you see the tattoo. But you had to put it on every day. Every day in the makeup chair. And this is actually the only, the last time you actually see my character as somewhat of a sane person. After this, I, my character completely unravels and I'm a nutball for the rest of the movie, like a total freaked out, skittish nuthead. Yeah. You can actually see me get larger through the film because I was, I was hitting the gym. <laughs> yeah, I'm so jealous of Kerr's biceps. So you watch from beginning to end, I'm actually 40 pounds heavier. <laughs> That's funny. <laughs> that is funny because at the time, you actually did say that you were working out and heavy. And, and working out in the bar. <laughs> no, I remember you You came girls. to me once and you said that you were working out. But I did, I did, I was. Well, I didn't think you would remember all you this time because I it's, it's <laughs> have a feeling obvious. it was probably the last remember time. This day? A lot of the people had never reacted to a green screen before, like a lot of the actors had never yeah. worked with green screen before and there was nothing there. And so everybody was reacting to the same mark on a on a kickstand, or whatever they're called, those little C -stand, like, C -stand. C stands. All right, so we're talking about uh, how we got this job, these yeah. jobs. Go ahead, Devin. Um, I actually read the, the script on a plane, and... Uh, <laughs> I did too. Did you really? That's ironic. It's, uh, it was, and it just freaked me out, and I, I went down and, and met with with Glenn and, and Jim, and I thought they were amazing. I thought they uh, had some great ideas. They, they still weren't uh, sure whether to hire me, and so they wanted to read me, and, and uh, before I was doing another movie called The Guilty, and before that movie uh, started, it was like, I don't know, it started shooting at like seven in the morning, and so they came into my trailer at 6.30 in the morning. We read and, and uh, in my trailer, and uh, actually it wasn't much, it was Bill Pullman's trailer, I just wanted to use his because it was bigger and it made me look, you know. <laughs> <laughs> Anyways, uh, 
So we read and, and uh, I got the part and that was the gist of it. Thanks, Bill. It was the grease to the mill. Are there any survivors? Um, I've worked with Glenn and Jim a lot. I first, I met them um, doing a show called Space Above and Beyond. And Glenn and I um, fell in love during that show and we got married. And since then we've worked, to, we've worked together on a lot of stuff. We did Millennium and a couple pilots together. And, but since this wasn't just their movie, you know, there were other producers involved, Craig, Craig Perry, Warren Zide, mm -hmm. and, you know, New Line. What's going so, um, are there any I auditioned with a bunch of other girls, and, you know, I got the part. I auditioned um, the scene that when I'm on the phone with my friend. I did, I prepared it very emotional because I thought that she was pretty wound up at that point. And then uh, Jim Wong said, okay, you know, you've already decided to leave, so bring it back. You know, you're more composed. So I did it more composed. So on the day of shooting, I sort of prepared it the way I was directed. When we got there, Jim was watching it, and, you know, based on whatever happened had happened in the movie, he wanted it more emotional, which is not the way I had prepared it. So it was sort of like on the spot, I had to sort of like change my whole feeling about it. Back to what you did originally. Back to what I did, you know, way originally, which is not the way I had prepared it going in that day. And I usually like to sort of, when I have a kind of a heavy emotional scene, it's one thing if it's emotional and you're pulling back because you can sort of do three steps forward and a couple steps back. So it was kind of weird. It was like all of a sudden I had to just kind of be there, um, which is, fu is fine. I mean, it's, you know, you want to be able to give a director whatever they want at the time that they want it. You know, that's sort of what, what you're the there for. That's what. That's well, <laughs> he gets it when I want it. <laughs> Can you erase that? <laughs> just kidding. Oh, I'm just kidding. We know you're married. It's okay. Why did you really get off the plane? Uh, it was kind of a fluster, actually. The the whole audition had come from this. Other meeting and I came in. I was a bit of a basket case. I was kind of actually really underprepared. Um, and I think John Papsideras said something about you, you never know what Chad's going to do. And I, I started to hump a chair <laughs> to, to demonstrate my quirky qualities as a human being. And uh, I, I really, I, I don't know why Jim and Glenn cast me. <laughs> I really, I'm glad they did. Yeah, exactly. Like I don't know, cast him. I've noticed a trend that I like to play, uh, or I, I tend to play very uh, kind of damaged individuals. Um, <laughs> really says nothing about me. Uh, I, I don't. It just it really depends on you know. I, I would like to to do stuff that that makes people think and is hopefully thought provoking and entertaining, but hopefully uh, hopefully scares people. Stuff that makes people angry, I think, is just as good as stuff that makes people happy. <laughs> I went to a performing arts high school, and this, uh, this woman, Jeanette Peary, who's a teacher there, really kind of inspired me. And after I got out, I started working with this uh, man, Daniel Brooks, who was kind of a second mentor of mine and kind of assistant directing a lot of stuff he was doing around Toronto. I had a, an agent, and I ended up getting cast in a film called Disturbing Behavior. and. Uh, I became good friends with the, the lead in it, and he kind of wanted a roommate at the time, and I, I'd always thought about it. Came down saying I was going to stay for six months, and <laughs> nearly two years later, I got a few little roles, and, and then uh, ended up kind of going back and forth between you know, 
here in Toronto. I had to, I read for John also, and uh, I, I read the scene where we're at, um, at the funeral, and I'm drunk, and Devin's behind me, and he's, you know, I'm saying I'm never gonna die, or I forget what the lines are. You know, I, I, I didn't hump a couch. Yeah. Chair. I'm gonna try that. Does that work, really? I was pretty uh, in, impressed. Yeah. I was pretty confused. It, it, my, my story's really not that interesting. I, I started off in the uh, adult film business <laughs> <laughs> on a uh, soap opera, as the world turns. And uh, was pretty heavy into the commercials then in New York City, which I loved, man. Commercials are great, and uh, keeps you busy. And I was doing a couple independent films in New York, and then decided to make the trip out to LA. I tried to delay it as long as possible. And um, I was out here for about two months, moved out with my girlfriend, and uh, ended up leaving for Wilmington. I got the job on Dawson's. And I've kind of been back and forth ever since. I found out I got the role when I was actually driving from North Carolina to L.A. at the end of last season. You drove? Yeah. Wow. I don't know why, but I did. Did you go through Texas? Yeah, it took ten. It takes like three days. Last, I know, Texas is a bitch. So that's my story. I'm always crying. What's wrong with me? In real life, too. Not no, just right? in the movies. <laughs> Devin is constantly crying. Actually, one one of the independents I did just got is getting released this week. It's called Hit and Runway, where I play a very flamboyant gay character. Really? It's my, really? It, was, it was the first gay role that I ever played, and uh, you know, then I got doing Jack, and so that that's it. That's it for me with the gay roles. That that'll be it. What attracted me to the to the project the most was the, was the character of Carter because it was just the complete antithesis of of Jack McPhee on Dawson's, and I wanted to get away from that. You do that for nine months a year, and you. You know, you just want to do something different. Curry's character was driven by testosterone. You know, I mean, if we're going to talk about the gay thing, you know, you don't ask a gay actor uh, every time he plays a straight role if he's straight, so why would you do it the other way around? I've done a lot of sci-fi shows. Um, it's kind of hard to break out of sci-fi after a while. end up doing more and more of it because you know, it's a whole different genre, it's a whole different world. You know, I think Glenn and Jim suffer from that a little bit too, as they got known doing the X-Files. So, you know, once you start, once you sort of settle in one genre or another, like, you know, Kerr, you know. Here we go. <laughs> I'm just kidding. Um, <laughs> um, and of course, of course, Chad. What about me? No, but once you sort of get, you know, you can sort of get caught into doing that sci-fi, and I sort of haven't helped with my foray into Final Destination, but I did anyway. I would do anything with those guys, even if it was more science fiction. So, before we can heal, before we can escape the presence of death and time, we must mourn and celebrate there. Typecasting? I get asked that question everywhere I go, and to be honest with you, I'm not worried about it. You know, people are, are smart enough and open-minded enough to uh, to realize that it's, you know, it's you're just playing a character. And if I continue to do roles like, like Final Destination, which is totally different, you know, I think I'll, I'll be okay. So, not really worried about it.
I, I just want, you know, I haven't really, I've only been doing this five or six years, so I just want to just try and do everything. I mean, theater, everything. Um, just every, every project, pick something completely different. You know, I think, I think Chad does a good job of that, actually. He makes some good choices. Thank you. Yeah, I'll tell you who else is really good at it is uh, Ed Norton mm. and uh, Philip Seymour Hoffman. I mean, those guys are doing it right. Yeah. Those guys are chameleons. But Montgomery Clift, yeah. Is my favorite actor. Oh, I think yeah. you look like Montgomery Clift. Yeah, well, I get that all the time. Yeah, he's he's brilliant. I know. It's all I have with these people. It's live my life to the fullest. Why don't you stay out? This was actually the audition scene I was just talking. Listen, don't you ever fucking tell me what to do, all right? This right. always gets a big laugh when he says, "I'm never gonna die." Everyone yeah. always, always laughs at I, that. You know what? I was not expecting that at all. I know. I've seen this movie. This is funny as A hundred times with a bunch right of different here. audience, they always laugh. And this, this is, is actually so kind funny. of funny because this is Cynthia right Pastor is my mother. That's my mother's name. Oh, oh my God. Yeah, please, if, I ask Cynthia, references. if I ask Cynthia Pastor to dance, will she say yes? Or if I ask her out, will she say yes? And so um, whenever my mom has seen this movie, I always, she always feels really proud that her name made it in. I, uh, we have this tradition down in Wilmington where every time one of the cast has a movie that comes out, we all go together to see it. And well, that's nice. Uh, yeah, it's fun. Cool. And, you know, it's always been a dream of mine of going to the theater and seeing your, because it's the first time I've seen myself on the big screen, and it's, I've always had this image in my mind of me, you know, going to the theater with a hat on and sitting in the back row with my little Coke and popcorn. Um, and, it, you know, it finally happened. It happened a little bit differently, but we went in, you know, and, um, we started watching the film, and, and it was just crazy to see how people reacted to some of the things. Like, for instance, the one thing you were saying, when I say, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm never going to die, yeah. people laughed. Yeah. And I didn't understand. I was like, that was not supposed to be funny. Yeah. Um, and it was just strange things like that. The bus scene, people laughed. Because I think, I think when you're just, like, blown away by something, like, like that bus scene, you don't know what to do, so you laugh. Um, and I, I thought that was pretty cool. We get there's some good reactions. I mean, I was watching oh, people's yeah. reactions. I mean, people were on the edge of their seat. It's so people were talking fun. out loud. At first, I thought it was rude, but then I was like, yeah. you know what? That's actually a pretty good sign. Okay, I better go. This thing Miss Luton showed me in class is gonna let me read it. This scene, there was it was a thing because um, there was like all these people, and they're supposed to be everyone's supposed to be really sad and. Of course, you know, I am always crying in every single thing that I do. So I'm like up there sobbing my eyes up, bawling my eyes out. And you really don't see it that much, which is kind of funny. Thank you. Another thing that's kind of funny about the scene is um, this monument actually, um, I, I don't know if I'm supposed to talk about this, but it came out really funny. And it looks like just a big golden bird. <laughs> and it's really kind of... <laughs> kind of funny, <laughs> and um, um, and so you can see that they never really cut to the monument. Like they pull the thing off and then they cut away because the monument actually on the day was really funny. Well, death could arrive this same afternoon. This afternoon, which is so certain, and which has every hour filled in advance. They, they built the sets with uh, walls that were on angles to... Um, you can actually notice it in that scene. In the, when yeah, you're walking down the hall, yeah. it actually looks really So cool. it's coming really almost spooky. like a point. And so they did that to, to fuck with people's heads. To create a... 
yes. feeling of uneasiness. Even the tiles in the bathroom floor are yeah, not lined up correctly. Yeah, it was very meticulous. There was a lot of detail. There were two bathrooms. There was a skewed bathroom and a normal bathroom. Yeah, I'm once again doing something to do with toilets. <laughs> this is the third have you, time I've been on the toilet in the movie, and the fourth <laughs> time I've talked about peeing. So you get for humping a chair. In the script, it's his name was Todd Wagner, aka Potty Boy, <laughs> yeah. which is what attracted me to the role originally. Nice right. crotch shot. Yeah. I know. I never really noticed that you do go to the bathroom a lot. Or, or discuss it, or generally. <laughs> Oh my god, that's so funny. I never noticed it before. Yeah. Yep, yep, yep. <laughs> and it, it's really kind of foreshadowing it, to the Do you think it's typecasting for you? <laughs> that's going to come up a lot in your career. Already. I've been, I've been reading for new movies, and everything has to do with <laughs> you go some sort of ex, ex, experiment. Yeah, we should, we should cast uh, Chad Dinell in our next film. Oh, is, that, that, is that the poop kid? Get, the, <laughs> I know him. Get that poop kid. <laughs> I, play, I play poop kids and albinos only. Yeah. <laughs> That was a really long day. They like had a back pad on me, and they had the back side of the wall where I'm in the in the tub where I'm flailing around or I will be flailing around. It was rubber, but whoever designed the set made the wall on the other side of my body tile, and and the, the tapestry was real as opposed to rubber. I, I don't really know why they did that, but um, it hurt like hell. Oh yeah, that's yeah. well. They 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 cut that a lot of it. Uh, when I die, they went really, to the next scene with your really, voice overlapped. It's because you know you know just boring. No, just kidding. Kidding. <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> I was in I was in four additional scenes, but they were all really bad, and so they just cut them out. It, 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 actually, in the script, it's a voiceover. Well, maybe it'll be on the DVD. Yeah. Right. Uh, there's actually only one, and uh, it, it was, was really the last exact. person to die. Yeah, originally I was Alex Browning, <laughs> and Devin was Todd, and uh, they cut around it. I got I got screwed on that deal. <coughs> Back to the penthouse thing, the Playboy. That thing. is the weirdest cut. Weren't you're you like you're looking what? at Ali yeah. Larder's picture in a newspaper, and then you put it down, <laughs> and you and then you grab like a Playboy, a, a penthouse. Are you gonna punch the clown or what? <laughs> well, in the thing, the well in the in the script it says. Yeah, that he Punches that he feels guilty for yeah, you know dealing with himself off. with Allie's picture, so he decides oh, to go God, to the Playboy instead because she's more like a sacred, sacred person. Water, green death. Is, it, is that John Denver again? <laughs> Those aren't my real feet. I'd like to say, and that They're also not? wasn't my real ass in the toilet. Mine is much bigger. <laughs> Is one of your real feet? Is one of your real feet? Who was, was it? I don't know. Inserts. Someone. Oh, you too cool to do the foot shot? That's what I said. That's what I said. <laughs> <laughs> I said, I'm out of here, guys. I didn't know it was going to be that extensive. It, it took, uh... It took a while. I mean, you just... They, they were really good. We had a great, great stunt guy. Um, so, but, I mean, with stuff like that, you just really kind of throw yourself into it. And, Suck it up. That faucet's rubber? No, the, the faucet is, is steel. Doesn't it, isn't it in your back? Yeah. And I didn't understand because the wall is rubber. The tiles that my head are on right now, it's rubber tile. That's weird. That thing where they shoot back to the ducks, Glenn, Glenn was um, 
sort of supervising some second unit stuff and he wanted a close-up of the ducks and everyone thought that he was crazy. But I think it's so scary when you cut back to that, that just those little animals watching him die. When does that happen? That, yeah. And it wasn't, it wasn't, it was shot in second unit and they put it in and it actually really, it's just a small little thing but it really adds to the eeriness of this scene, I think. This is the scene that when I saw it at the premiere, I called my mother after and told her not to go. She's not seen this movie. <laughs> Has she seen it? No. She hasn't? Mm -hmm. She wouldn't enjoy uh, watching. Now, the thing that I don't die. get is that... My mom's seen it a bunch. She loves it. I'm just kidding. <laughs> is it, isn't this the only time that, like, death uh, kind of retracts itself after the death? Yeah. With that water that just went back yeah. into the toilet that he's been pooping on all... Yeah, I... Shut up. <laughs> <laughs> Stop it. You know what I mean? Uh, that doesn't happen with yours. No, but death... But there is a... But death does come like... There's like a... Sort of like a death kind of prophecy thing. Like with the bus, you see it before it actually comes. And there's a like shadow. there's a presence yeah, in there's there. there's a shadow in a lot yeah. of... And like uh, on my tea kettle, yeah. there's like a shadow of death. That was an awful day, too, when I had to um, be inside of a black body bag for 12 hours. <laughs> <laughs> have you ever been in a body bag? I didn't. No. <laughs> I have, yes. I, when I, let me tell you, when I did X-Files, I died. They put me in a body bag, and they zip me up, and they wheel me away. I'm in a body bag, zipped, and the gurney collapses, and I'm on it That's in cool. a body oh bag. Cool. Let me talk about frightening. It was really bad, yeah. Oh my God. Didn't you see it? What happened? You caused Todd so much guilt over George staying on the plane. He took his own life. No. James Wong is great. Look, he was uh, he was <laughs> on craft service. <laughs> he makes, a, makes a mean sandwich. He should be getting here with lunch anytime now. <laughs> uh, James Wong was our director, and uh, he was amazing. He um, came to say he knew exactly what he was doing, and. and you know, all the time, you know exactly what he wanted. And uh, it's, it's rare that you get a director where you completely trust them, you know, and, and it was uh, it was it was great because you'd come to set and whatever he said to do, you know, I, I would, you know, always trust him. And, and uh, he was great to work with. Uh, I'd love to work with him again. He is the master in the editing room. Oh my God, the, the, yeah. His stuff is so beautiful and just tight and clean and him and Glenn, for that matter. Because they really do work as a team. Yeah. yeah, it's the duo. This is the Forrest Gump shot of the uh, movie. It's a Forrest Gump shot. It's a big ass leaf. Do you remember Forrest Gump? The feather? Yeah, the little feather. Yeah. I watched. I, I was uh, during looping. I went up to the editing room and just sat there for a few hours and just watched them edit. It was fun. I think I looped eighty percent of my lines, which I, I hate. I, yeah. Looping, it just it really takes away from the performance. You can't possibly duplicate what you, what you did on set, you know, in a sound booth. Looping is something that happens in post-production when the sound is not uh, recorded correctly or there's, you know, there's some kind of problem, a car horn or something. You have to uh, go into a sound stage and stand in front of a microphone and, and basically wait for the, beeps. Wait for the uh, uh, uh. I, I have nightmares of those things. And uh, you match your voice with what's <coughs> going on on the screen. And, but you've got to match the emotion and everything else or it doesn't work. 
It's difficult. It's torture. Yeah, it is torture. And it doesn't help that the visionary's friend just committed suicide. Why were you there last night? It wasn't really rehearsals. <laughs> I th there were intended rehearsals, but I guess, you know, what you know everybody felt like they wanted to kind of, you know, do it on the day. And, uh, you know, a lot of times there's a lot of time on a movie because there's a lot of lighting time and setup time, so. I like exploring the scene in rehearsal on set, you know, because you really don't know what you're going to do until you're physically standing there. Right. Yeah. Right. I think that's one of the, one of the reasons that TV has a tendency to be a good training ground for that, because you kind of just got to show up and know what you're going to do. Yeah. So if you're in a position where you can't rehearse, which is most of the time, then you kind of already know what you're going to yeah. do when you get there. Four years of high school, we haven't said one word to each other. At that moment on the plane, I felt what you felt. I didn't even know where those emotions were. What's that sculpture she was making? Springhead guy. That thing always got a laugh, too. That's yeah. a very funny line. You said something funny, didn't you? Yeah, you're like, yeah, he says, uh, I'm sorry. She says, uh, this yeah. is how you make me feel. Yeah, I'm That's sorry, funny. no, no, but the springhead guy line. Yeah. It's very Springhead question mark guy. Because I can still feel you. That's why I was there last night. Well, violence in this is done in good, I mean, not in good taste, but like, it's just, you know, it's, it's it's not just unnecessary gore. It's, you know, it's a, it's a classier sort of, uh, you know, I guess. And it deals with a subject that is relevant to everyone, because we're all on that kind of course, that pathway. And I think that's what people find really interesting, because there is, I mean, it's about fate and having a destination, and, you know, that's... That's the one thing everyone has in common, other than a belly button. That's one of the things that I, I really like about Glenn and Jim as yeah. filmmakers is that I think that, you know, a lot of the stuff that they do has a message in it. Yeah. There's, you know, that it, they didn't just, you know, that, and I and I think that it was flattering to to teens that they didn't just make, you know, the, everybody, all the kids in this movie are, you know, you know, if nothing else, interesting and dimensional, and they're not just, you know, kind of, dumb teenage kids. And I think that that's, that, that that's really good. And, you know, I think that the message about love and and it, I, I think that they really succeeded in, in making that that um, come through in the movie. And it's scary as hell. Hour and a half roller coaster ride. Um, I think there's a lot of irresponsible filmmaking. I think that a lot of people see it and are affected by it in, in much in a, in a much more kind of concrete way than uh, than we give credit for a lot of times. And and there is entertainment, and then there's it's also a, it, I mean film can also be a really powerful teaching device. I think what you know Kurt is doing is is a really great thing because it's bringing awareness to something that I think a lot of people for a long time have not wanted to look at on a mass scale. Everyone always screams at that. That's my trick. I do that every time I die. <laughs> now, where the hell is he coming from? My arm gag. Is he coming from? It looks like a cave. He's coming from the bathroom. He's coming from. Hell. Uh, in on the set, you could see that there was like another door or like steps down or some kind of thing like that. This guy scares the hell out of me, Tony. Uh, Tony Todd. Yeah, he's, he's great. He's really. He does all the voices for all the movie trailers, right? Look, um. Yeah. For a lot of them. I'm a, I'm a, I'm a star, but I, I, I he think did ours? 
No, he did ours. Yeah, he did the voice of the, the uh, radio ads. What? Tony Todd? Which were, which were great, yeah. Really? Crazy voice. Yeah. Yeah, you, you, you earn a voice like this that. This is actually really funny to see you in this makeup. On the Apparently, I've was... been told my eyes blink, which I didn't know. Let's let's look for the blank. This this is called uh, how to yeah, how, they, how they to do, not be a corpse. One on one. Mouse that a cat has by the tail. Every single. But it's hard not to. I mean, you can't really do anything. About no, that. I I I'm still in mourning because of that. Really? I'm really angry at myself. Well, you can fix it next time. Next time you die. I'm. I'm uh, Airplanes that we I didn't notice you blink. I did. I did. I, a, f a friend of mine did from Toronto. Your, your eyes are closed. Flutter. Flutter. Not blink. It's hard to do. Does that mean if. It was really hot on the set that day. I, I, I came in, I had like a later call, and I watched. And it was really hot in there. When did you guys shoot this? Was this uh, later in the production or early? This was a. This Mid. Was, yeah. Mid. Uh, you have to figure out how. This must have been the day I was at the casino. <laughs> which one? <laughs> yeah, which day? Which day was that? Which casino? If you think you can get away with it. But remember. <coughs> Did you really go to the casino? Oh, yeah. Oh, oh, yeah, that's right. I Richard yeah. Brenner and. Yeah, Richard, Richard, Richard Yeah, that's right. I forgot about that. I, I won. Yeah, you did. I won big. How much you went? In Coove. $1,500. Wow. And you don't even want to fuck with that. Uh, that was really gross. It really hurt. It yeah. did? Yeah. Well, butcher. That's that's what Jim said. I'm sorry. Suck it up. Suck it up. Oh man. I'll see you soon. I started as a hand model. <clears throat> no joke. Uh, I was 11 years old, and, and uh, my first project was a Batman commercial, which I got fired off of because I couldn't get the little figure on its mark. And I uh, just worked my way up from there to uh, smaller TV shows. And, and uh, when I was 15, I got, uh, I got Casper. In the end, or even crossing the intersection that we haven't started in motion, the events that will someday lead to our... Well, you see, I, I, my cousin was doing theater, like a small, like, back alley sort of theater thing, and I wanted to try it, and, and I did. And it was really a, a way of channeling my energy in school. I was kind of uh, bouncing around a lot in school, so, you know. Uh, I did a lot of play building. I did um, just, I don't know, a lot of stuff. Nothing huge or big. You did Puff the Magic Dragon. I did the... Uh, you missed out. Uh, well, Brutal challenge. Did, I did a play called The Magical Toy. Uh, it's close. Yeah, yeah. It's close. I played the toy, which was... Magical. Sounds good, but I really, I was just a box that spun around. It was... had no lines. Or Not so magical. just uh, jumped and... What? <laughs> Uh, no, I, you know, I did a lot of theater, a lot of acting classes, and I worked with a, a man named Harold Gustin, uh, went to film school. Todd, Carter, Terry, Billy, Mrs. Lou. I was in a movie called Idle Hands, which was basically about, uh, you know, a kid that, that smokes pot and, and his hand goes nuts and, uh, he kills a bunch of people. And, uh, it really doesn't teach anybody anything, but, you know, I did it because it was entertaining and it was funny and, uh... I think, you know, some people want to go to a theater and, and come out laughing and, and, you know, not necessarily be taught a lesson, but, but you know, just to get there, get, you know, go to a different place for a couple hours, you know. Pacino is, is definitely my, my top favorite. Um, I don't know, there's, a, there's, there's so many. 
I've already worked with who I want to work with most. That is Chris Smith. Uh, yeah. Hopefully, I'll be able to do it again someday. That's <laughs> <laughs> yeah, pretty funny. <laughs> <laughs> Gary Oldman's big, big favorite of mine, and uh, Ed Norton, I think, is is really, really good. I've been. Uh, Actually, stalking this guy, Devin Sawa, because he's. Uh, <laughs> he has been. Been in his garbage can for it's two true, years. This is my big scene with Kurt. Yeah. Kind of cut it down. You know what? Remember, we shot this two different ways. Jim was like, don't, don't flirt with her. Just do it. Yeah. And he ended up using the flirting scene. Yeah, yeah, there was, yeah, there was, but the, you don't come back to me to see, because there was like a lot of stuff where we had like a lot of, uh, like I was kind of more, like trying to get out of the the thing, and we had more like of, a, of an exchange. Yeah. But they want to get to the good stuff, I guess. <laughs> They're like, uh, get off of her. Let's move on. This is uh, by far, uh, I, I think, audience's oh, yeah. favorite scene. I mean, I actually had people quote it to me, like, just drop dead, and they actually clap. I've had, like, several people do that to me. Oh, yeah. It's so awful. And you know what? It was sick. It's like people, like, people in the audience actually laugh. I, I know, because they don't know what yeah, else to do. Yeah, they love it. They're very, it's people very love it. It's very shocking. Remember and when the we thing shot with that? the blood, yeah. We were standing there with uh, two guys. Didn't with you guys have to do it again? Yeah, we had to reshoot that. Because yeah. you, you didn't have enough blood on you. We were shot at the. the no, we never did it. Yeah, yeah, we were shot that scene. To, we were, no, we shot an insert. Of you guys getting splashed with blood. Cause I didn't, when, you didn't? Because I no. got blood splashed on me. Yeah, we didn't have enough blood, apparently. And I, yeah, and I was the only one who got a full face of it. And the guys, it barely, the blood didn't get them that much. So yeah. they had to do their It was pretty funny. We had like a, what, like a hundred teeny boppers across the street watching us do this scene. And, you know, there's no bus or anything like that. And then there's two guys with buckets of fake blood and brushes spraying it up on our faces. I mean, that was basically it. They had no idea what was going on. And that was a, that was a, it, that's actually a good Jim story. Well, it's not that good. I'm not a great storyteller, but. <laughs> Jim. You just ruined the story already. Jim, Jim came over to me. We're doing the scene and, you know, before with Kerr and I and, um, Jim comes over to me somewhere in the middle before taking. He goes, uh, just so you know, when we do the blood, you know, you should really be, you know. And he doesn't really ever say, you know, it should be really uh, animated. You should have a big kind of. And he doesn't really say the words, but I, I know Jim well enough to. I kind of know what he's talking about. It's because I think that Jim doesn't want to overstate it with me, but he doesn't want to understate it because he, you know, we we know each other pretty well. I mean, he's like a family member to me, so. There was a little bit of that, like, he doesn't want to overly tell me what to do, but he doesn't want to not tell me what to do. So he's like, so basically he's like, you know, saying to me in so many words in the sort of carefully constructed Jim Wong way. And he's pretty direct, actually. Um, basically, we want you to have a shit hemorrhage when the blood hits you. So, you know. You want what? What Well, he didn't say that, but he said basically, you know, we want a really big animated response from you. You know, because I think they count on the girls to be <coughs> more freaked out yeah, than anybody. Yeah. The, you know, they definitely rely on girls to give the big. And I and I can't scream because my my voice doesn't get that high, so I can't. I'm never not a good screamer. I, whenever I, there's scream stuff, I can't ever ever do that. So. <coughs> Yeah, and here's the scene on the telephone. I was this is about. awful. This death is it's great. Really, you did a great job with this scene. Yeah, oh, yeah. yeah, yeah. Really? Yeah, you did. Stuff to do. 
Everything reminds um, me of that day. So here's that and <laughs> right. me working with my yeah. hands a lot. <laughs> hand acting. Hand acting. Hello, Hannah. You were a too, weren't you? Yes. Well, yeah, you know, it's like one of those things where, like, when you're, you know, it's, I like it when scenes are played wide like this, so you have a lot of, you can show your tension from every part of your body. They're coming to get me, Ma. There he is. Everyone always laughs at this, actually, because it's, they think it's really funny that I'm so terrified of him. It is and kind of. the name Lara is a friend. She's actually a friend of mine, Lara, and... We've used her name in a couple things. I played Laura Means on Millennium, and so Glenn always uses, puts her name and stuff. Hi, this is Valerie Luton. I need agents. And the stuff of me at the window going in and out was shot on a totally different day, like than any of the other stuff, which is not really that interesting. But what are you looking for there, tough guy? Uh, I'm just no. checking the air, air the tires. The tires. <laughs> Sure you are. These guys are great. Yeah, these guys are Shrek, funny. He really threw me into that car that day. I was just. Uh, I know it really looks he, like it. He he threw me in. I know it really he reminds me. Like he reminds me of a pedophile in this movie, with all that stuff with Allie when he's like staring at her. He's yeah, just, like all this stuff yeah, when this, I'm looking out of like, the window. I couldn't stop laughing man. there. I was like laughing because like he actually grabbed me and threw me into the car. Put on your seatbelt. And then this thing, they couldn't get the curtains to blow up just right because they used these little braids, like something that you use to clean a camera with to get the dust out, mm -hmm. like a, a blower, a little blower can. And they couldn't get the, the window to actually, this actually, that little window blow took like an hour to do because <laughs> they couldn't get it to blow exactly the way they wanted it. It's also about Dan? Daniel. Yes. Roebuck. That was great. Really funny, funny guy. Yeah, really funny. Hysterical. Very really nice guy. Yeah. Sweet guy. He played Jay Leno. Yes, he did. He did a great job, was, too. Yeah. yeah. This actually is, um, despite the fact that I, I love Glenn and Jim Dearly, my most hated line in the movie, and I, and I have told them that. To have to look at that record and say, Mom's favorite was yeah. really hard to do. <laughs> It was really, really hard because, you know, you can't... I, I mean, it's just so far away from any truth that I know. It was really acting. That's when everybody <laughs> in the audience goes, oh. Yeah. Yeah. But this is kind of funny. They they hold on it a couple minutes. Like, she's really enjoying it. And then she's like, yeah, I love this, you know. I think that's funny. That's like it. You know, I like the way they held on it. You know, that's like an editing thing where normally you would just kind of cut out of it. But they let it sit there a little bit. It makes you uncomfortable. You know, I never asked. There's a funny line at the end of this scene with oh, uh, yeah. Roger and yeah. Daniel. Oh, yeah. That was all improv. He scares me. You scared me. Was it really? Yeah, it was all improv. They just did it. Six lives and everybody in my they were, they had this. They had a really funny relationship that way, too. I mean, driving in the van with them to work was like, you know, it was like, it was like, it was like, it, it was like, it, it was like a kind of like a Abbott and Costello bit. I mean, they had whatever the dynamic of these two guys was that you see on film, it sort of became their dynamic in life. And it was sort of, you know, uh, Roger was the straight guy, you know. I mean, it was just, they had it really funny. This is 
a tea kettle. Tea kettle. Mm. Which you had to wipe it and you know, like a lot of this stuff is you have to be angled just perfectly so that they can put all that CGI stuff in. And you have to and there's nothing there, but you have to like react like something's really there and you saw something, but it's but there's nothing there. So it's kinda like and action and turn really fast, you know, kind of thing. Which <clears throat> is fascinating for everyone. <laughs> <laughs> and there's the towel on the knives, which ends up to be bad for me later. <laughs> <laughs> that is not a good thing. And um, people get <laughs> really nervous when they watch a movie and they see this. They're terrified that I'm going to light on fire. There's all these possibilities of you dying. And those are not my hands. That's my hands, but... And not my hands. That's a match. That's, well, it's pretty thin. I'm, thing. Not, it's really I'm not doing it. <laughs> it's really not my hands. Like for real. You came to our attention at first because you were under suspicion of this plane explosion. Robot. Now, I know you didn't blow up. Come a Daniel. And we were ready to move on. But then the other survivors started to there. Um. I didn't <laughs> like my hair in this movie. I felt like it looked like a helmet, kind of. It sort of resembles a helmet. I'll back you up on that. <laughs> that was actually an alternative title, too. Helmet head. Boy with helmet. Helmet. Helmet hair. Okay. Roger's just hanging out in the back. <laughs> he's funny. He doesn't talk much. He's he's great in this. He's so weird. This is the little part of the improv right here. Yeah, it's so bizarre in this movie. This wasn't right from here. It's all improv. It gives me the creeps. What are we gonna do? We got nothing to hold him on. No, that's not what I'm talking about. There are a couple of moments you know what? there. You scare me. That's the part that kills me when he takes that big gulp like that. He goes. I can't yeah. believe him. I know. Don't take this the wrong way. But sometimes. You give me the creeps. <laughs> All improv. They're great. Yeah, look at that really look. Perfect. There I am. I'm having some tea. And okay. I don't know if sometimes this well, is... Okay, let's have a drink This instead. is clear. What happens right. is I'm scared because I see that it's the Mount Abraham High School. Now, did, where did that come from, Mount Abraham? Do you know? Is that... That's the school that you attended. Your no, no, no. I know. <laughs> where did the name come oh. from? Oh, <laughs> I thought it was Abraham's um, <laughs> It's probably uh, Glenn has the Abraham Lincoln thing. Okay. I, that's the best I can come up with. <laughs> I thought it was Abrams. I never really looked at the... Oh, maybe it is. But I don't think... I think it's Abraham. Are you drinking tequila? A vodka. What kind of vodka was that? Miss Luton's and Alki. But what's, what I think is funny is that it's gushing out the cup and I don't notice <laughs> And Glenn and I always laugh at this when I'm watching the movie. Look at what I really need to take with me on my, <laughs> <laughs> my new house. I always think that's funny. And this, you can it? see the knife the in the background on that, on the uh, the window. Uh, how do they do this? This is pretty cool. Yeah, this is a This is show. like all um, just insert stuff. Was that second Yeah. Minute? Now here, I always can notice, but I have a prosthetic neck on there. And I don't know if you can notice. Right now or no? No, now I don't. But in that last scene, that last cut, you can see when. I, sorry, you can see when I turn my head. There's a prosthetic neck. And then this was shot backwards. 
where I actually go into the computer and pull the shard, and the shard comes out, and they, sh they shot it backwards. You did that backwards? Yeah, where I'm, where the shard is in my neck, and I and I'm and I'm close to the computer, and then when they yell action, I actually pull back so that the shard comes out, and then they reverse it and shoot it, and actually shut, and then actually play it the other way. Oh, oh my so God. it looks like the shard is going into me, but it's actually coming out been, of me. It must have been hard. Yeah, and this was. Um, Blood is all corn syrup. It's like a corn, so it's real sticky. Yeah. And all this stuff had to, we did it over and over and over again where I'm, you know, bouncing off the table. And it was a whole kind of thing where you had to establish that the chair falls, kind of falls but not completely over. And at this point, um, I'm actually buried underneath the floor and there's a prosthetic body on top of me. So, um, the knife falls into the prosthetic body. <laughs> it's your head sticking out of the floor? Yeah, oh I'm buried God. underneath the floor, oh and my my, my neck and my arms are out of the floor, but the rest of my body is in. I went for a body cast, and they body cast my whole body. Those are your arms too, though, right? They're my arms, yeah. But just just my neck and my arms are out, and that's actually a prosthetic body. And the it's a race now, but it, the knife is on a little wire and that falls into the prosthetic body and comes up now. <coughs> this part was actually scary because I'm buried underneath the floor and there were these big fire explosions. So if the fire fell, everybody else could jump out of the way, but I was stuck underneath the floor. So that was actually really frightening because it was really hot in there and they had to put it all out with fire extinguishers after each take. Billy's always like <laughs> on his bike, in the weirdest places. And originally, they, in the original script, they lit me on fire too. But they figured after they put a shard of glass in my neck, you know, had me fall from an explosion, put a knife in my chest, that lighting me on fire would have been overkill. So, although I am lit on fire, Literally. theoretically, they don't, you don't see it. Dude. Why, yeah, why is Billy riding by the house at like midnight? Where is he going? <laughs> because he, he, he needs to see Devin leave the house. <laughs> That's why. Oh, right. <laughs> He's on the way to the 7-Eleven. Get some Twinkies. I think that it would be in the best interest of your safety if you called us. Now, here's my card. I can't wait till this comes out on DVD. That's gonna look great. Yeah, I, I'm, that's my new hobby. I'm collecting DVDs. DVDs. I don't even have a DVD player, but I'm collecting them. If anybody's still listening, um, <laughs> like sad of my check. I, I'm assuming they're putting father. this alternative ending of the film on the DVD. I'm assuming it's on there. Yeah, but uh, I think I'm just check that out. It's pretty cool. It's a totally different ending from the from the original. Have you seen it? I, I've seen the, I've the seen last it. scene. I haven't seen Allie getting pregnant. What about the love scene? Yeah, you is guys that is that back in? Is we, it gonna we, be we want that. What are you doing? The only sex. There was it was. Terry's name should be on this wall. Go trim down. Can I say? Um, I don't think it was it wasn't uh, needed anymore in the film because the ending originally was. Uh, Allie has a, a baby, which is mine, and didn't look like my baby. It actually looked like Kerr's baby. <laughs> it's a darker baby, but uh, yeah, it got, um, they didn't need the sex, I don't think, anymore. It wasn't necessary. Who wouldn't want to make out with Allie Larder? She's a beautiful girl. It's fine. Love scenes are, are fine. You know, I, you know, I enjoy working with Allie, and, and uh, so it was easy. It, the love scenes are tough too because they're so technical. It's like you know, t it's, they're not passionate at all because you know the director's like, okay, 
turn your head a little bit farther. You know, you're blocking, you're blocking alley. You know. Right. It's very blocked. Um. So yeah, no, I've had lots of lots of sexy. I mean, I'm a girl. <laughs> That's what you're hired for. Yeah, of course. Yeah, I've done. Really, that. which movies? Yeah, I'd like to see I've that. actually never been, I've never actually been naked in a movie, but damn. I mean, not like sex scenes, but lots of scenes where you're, you know, making out and kiss, and they cut to black. And that's. I I was in the only um, woman's prison movie with no sex scenes. What movie is this? A woman's prison. I yeah I did I starred in a movie with David Keith, and it was a woman's prison movie. What's it called? It's it was originally called Hotel Oklahoma, but then they changed it to like <coughs> caged heat or caged fear. Or <laughs> caged some, lesbians. Yeah, some kind of caged thing. And there is like a scene where the warden comes on to me, but that's and she's female, but that's. That was it. So. Nothing happened? The warden? No, I was offended, which doesn't make for a very good women's prison movie. You know, you put all these, you know, all kinds of stuff so that they can't by accident show that you're naked because, you know, that's always... When I first started, you didn't do that kind of thing. You know, you just did I mean, when I first started... <coughs> it just wasn't done. I mean, once you were really graphically naked in a movie, that's the only parts you could get. And I remember I got, um, I was really close on parts, like in big movies, where I would have to be really naked for, you know, people who were, you know, where you had to do whatever they said kind of thing, where you, as a woman, you were put in the position of, you know, you're going to be really naked for people who you know, have reputations or whatever it is, and you're basically, you're at their mercy. So just be prepared if you want to do this part that you're going to be really naked and out these people's mercy. So there's, like, times where I turned down big stuff because I was, I, I just didn't feel like I, I was emotionally a, equipped to be um, in that position. That just wasn't, and it wasn't really a place that I was interested in during my career. So, I mean, in hindsight, I mean, maybe I should have done it. Maybe, you know, I would be a bigger movie star now. But at the time, it just seemed like I wanted to be known as an actress, not, um, you know, not known for that. But now I only want to be known for that. So, <laughs> changed. So, if anybody wants to hire me, I'll be really naked for you. I, I've uh, never had a love scene in a movie. All right, because after Mrs. Luton, they're going to be looking for me. No, we're taking you to my dad's cabin in the woods. For well, uh, you know, yeah. guys, I mean, it's, yeah, I mean, you're not really hired to be, I mean, naked, really. I mean, guys are hired to be actors and women are hired to be naked. Plus, the male form naked is really not very attractive. Well, I mean, it depends on who you're talking to. I mean, to me, it's attractive. It's just that I just don't think it, it's, it's, I just don't think that that's the thing that women, I mean, psychology, any psychology book will tell you that it's not, women are not, um, attracted to men based on looks, whereas I think that guys will go to a movie if a girl is going to be naked in it. And, you know, generally girls don't care about that kind of thing as much. I mean, it's not, it's not a main motivator to see a movie. Um, whereas I think that for some guys, you know, to, if they know that a certain actress is going to be naked in a movie, they'll go. Which is completely fine and understandable. It's, you know, it's just that, you know, you have to I think steer your career in, in certain ways and 
you know, make certain choices. And, you know, I just, uh, you know, I always thought that being known for being, you know, bare-ass naked, you know, and was not, you know, I wanted to be, I wanted to be an actress. It's just more important. Naked girl. Yeah. It, I, I don't think it matters as much anymore. I'm getting turned on. <laughs> <laughs> now I think it's sort of, it's sort of like a PR tool a little bit. I think that you can really um, make a career based on, on being naked and not necessarily in a negative way. Really? It's the least favorite part of the job, just doing a whole press thing, press days and uh, table things. And, I'm not a big fan of it either, but unfortunately it's part of the job, especially with the TV series. It's just, I mean, every week. They get, uh, they get pretty personal sometimes. I mean, they, they, there's been reporters that know have come into the room and have, I, I don't know how, but found out who I'm dating or, or want to discuss something like that or, um, you know, just tons of stuff. Uh, there was a reporter that uh, came in and said that, said congratulations for getting Star Wars. And it's just like, you know, and I, I haven't got it and they're not even, you know, I'm not even, who knows what, what about that, but it's just, you know, they, they, uh, they dig deep. They definitely dig deep. I just, if they get personal, I just, you know, politely ask them to please switch gears. I, um... Uh, I, I, uh, I, I haven't had to do uh, press really for anything. I've never really led anything, so I haven't, I haven't been put in, in the position of these these two guys to have to actually go and promote something. So, uh, uh, well, the fans are the reason that we're here. I mean, you know, you, it, it's fun to hear what they what they think of you know the project and uh, what they thought of the film. And you know, I listen to them. I do. Well, I had a, I had one actually. I, I was a, it was a gift from a girl, and, and uh, <clears throat> it was a box. And I opened the box, and, and it was the largest brassiere you'd ever seen. <laughs> and uh, I guess she cut a lock of her hair off as well and put it in the box. But the hair, I guess, escaped wherever it was, and it was all covered. The, the brassiere was covered in this really thick red hair, and so it was uh, it was interesting. That's bizarre. Yeah. Oh uh, yeah, I get. I mean, I get. You can imagine some of the letters that I get dealing with a, with a gay storyline. I, 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 get, I get a lot of letters from people that are going through similar situations as, as Jack McPhee on, on Dawson's Creek. And, uh, I think, you know, it was then when I realized that there's a tremendous responsibility that comes along with playing a role like that. I mean, you know, you're telling the story of a kid coming to terms with sexuality on national television. It's really the first time it's ever been done correctly to a teenage demographic. Um, some of the kids, uh, some of the letters that I, that I read when they saw the two episodes last season when Jack comes out of the closet to his family, they turned the TV off, walked into the next room, and told their parents that they were gay. That scares the hell out of me. And to be honest, I don't know how I feel about it. Um, is it a responsibility that I want? Absolutely not. I get, I get letters from people who uh, um, ask for advice, people that are still in the closet, you know, what do I do? I guess they just use me as an outlet. You know, I'm not a counselor. You know, I'm an actor. I take words off a page and make it a story. I have, you, just, you just crushed a lot of hearts. I, well, sorry, but, you know, I have no idea. But um, it, it's nice. I mean, you realize the power of the media. And, I, you know, I would like to think that, that we're, we're doing a good thing with that story. And the, the, the media is very powerful. And uh, I do it to entertain people, too, to make people feel, you know, to make myself feel. Um, I don't really want to be a role model. My last 
three movies before this one were all about drugs, and, and uh, I don't like to think of them. Role model. We, we were doing this shot, and then I don't know which way to run. I know, man. That, that it came was so damn quick. That was bad. They're like, oh, it's gonna be five seconds, or it's gonna be like ten seconds. It came in like two seconds. The tra this this train, and I just we weren't, uh, you know. He th this shot. This is a mirror right here, which was a very clever idea that yeah. James and, and Glenn came up with with this mirror here. Uh, the reason it looks so close to us is because you know we're actually not on the road, we're beside the road. And the mirror is, is in a position that it looks like a train is coming right at us. And we were supposed to uh, get out of the way in time uh, and let the train go through the mirror. But it just came so quickly, we just ended up, it ended up going through the mirror and we were you know, inches away. Shattered in glass and we were standing, what, about three feet from the train? Yeah. Jesus. And they actually used that in the trailer. You know, in the trailer, it's actually, you see me leaving your, your side. That's right, yeah. You know, that's the actual, you know, very gruesome scene. Oh, I can hear the, hear the yeah. sound. I think Sean did a good, good, I think this was a good scene for him, yeah. too. I love that the head's cut off diagonally and not at the neck. Yeah. <laughs> it's sick. Very sick. <laughs> Yeah. Uh, that was man right. with a man with a green sock. He's <laughs> over with his on the, the bag head. over his head. And they buried Sean in the ground. I knew it would rip. That's how I saved him. Just like the plane. Just like the explosion. I saw it. The police are coming. Look, look at all the pee on my pants. I peed myself. <laughs> yeah, it takes a little while for the audience to notice I know, that. most people don't. I was, when I went, I, the first time I went down in Wilmington with uh, some of my friends from from Dawson's and we were watching it and there was this guy sitting right in front of me and he didn't know I was behind him and in this scene he he stood up and he goes holy shit the guy peed his pants <laughs> that was actually your choice wasn't it wasn't that your idea too? well it was originally in the script it was and they took it out and I was like come on man let's do it it'd be funny it is funny it's really it's good really fun, it's yeah. and it's really good and it and it's subtle but you know the thing that I like about it is that it's something that would really happen and you pull it off really well because yeah. it's like and it it adds a certain layer of dimension to your character right because he thinks he's this badass and, yeah and underneath he's just as scared as the rest of us and yeah and it's an interesting it's a, and it's done visually but it really adds a lot of texture to that character I think I think it's good and I had to wear those the, the rubber long johns for two weeks straight oh really wasn't that that was the most brutal part of the entire movie there's two weeks up in Squamish. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I mean, that says it right there, Squamish. <laughs> so you guys drove home every day, too. Right? Yeah. Oh, that's right. You stayed across the street. There. Yeah. Yeah, by that my, was... By my lonesome. Brutal. Driving home after, you know, 12 hours of work at uh, 6 in the morning to go to bed is horrible. What is it? Oh, this is funny. It's a great scene. Tetanus. I didn't see that one coming. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, like that tape's going to do a lot of good. You never know. This uh, this stuff that I'm gonna eat right here was originally chicken. I don't know, it was like a chicken something. Rather. It was like a dinty more kind of thing. Yeah, and it was just tasted like cat food. <laughs> <laughs> so I got them to, it really did. And so I, I got not that I've tasted cat food before. But <laughs> if I was to taste cat food, this is what it would taste like. That's and, another uh, story. <laughs> Kinky. <laughs> No, uh, I, I got them to change it to, they, luckily they changed it to uh, mushed up banana. Oh, they did? Yeah, I just couldn't do it. Because it really looks like whatever that is in there and it's really sickening. The lid's really not oh, on yeah. there. Oh, yeah. 
and uh, yeah. See, because you never notice it, because when you're chewing it, it looks like some kind of icky, look, icky. Look at that. Canned meat. That was brilliant. That's the right real there. stuff right there. Yeah, because that's what you think it is when you're eating it. It looked like you were really ripping the lid off. I mean, when I see the scene, it kind of makes me a little nauseous. Like that's banana. Oh, that is. That is banana, right? Because it looks like the drippiest, ickiest chicken thing yeah, in the it world. Looks great. I love the way that you eat this. Yeah, actually, this is Glenn's <laughs> idea. Chewing it. Me and James, we had finished it, and Glenn just Glenn asked for one more, and he goes, "Make your make your mouth stuff very exaggerated." And I was like, "Okay," and I, I didn't think it would work, but it actually came out very funny. So, yeah, because it, it looks like you're yeah, I'm, searching I'm, for bones. Yeah. I don't want to, like, you know, choke or anything. Again with the hair. This actually always gets a laugh. Always. This, the, this hook thing. When you call death a fuck, everyone always yeah. laughs at that. And you, you go, make, you this, look so this whole excited, thing always like, is really funny. You know, when you talk about the tetanus, that's a good one. That whole thing. Everyone always laughs at this bit. Yeah, you're so crazy at this point. You're just like, oh, yeah. Yeah, this is good. Nice one. <laughs> I overlooked it. Yo, fuck. I tried to capitalize, but I caught you. You fuck. <laughs> <laughs> But I think that's funny. You try to capitalize, and I caught you. You fuck. I mean, that's a that's good. I got good. this cabin rigged to beat you now. Did you reshoot all this right here? No, this is the original. So in the original, you. You die in the garage, right? Uh, the original, I, uh, well, you know, it's, it's really is the original until the only thing that changes is when, when I grab the electrical wire mm. in the version here, I survive. Like, I get blown off. But in the original, I actually stay on and die. And she has a kid. Well, she, in the original, she's already taken a pregnancy test. She knows. In the original, she took preg pregnancy tests? Yeah, she takes, she takes. I didn't a, know that, really? Yeah, she takes a pregnancy test. She finds out she's pregnant. Right here? So she, she already knows. She's already taken it. She's after she's called you, and you won't take her phone calls originally. And so when she comes down to tell these guys, she says, "I want him alive because there's another life now." And and then she hands the pregnancy test to Daniel. <laughs> yeah, she did. That little, yeah, that little kind of. And Daniel's like, that, mine? It's like a little piss stick, basically. You piss on it, and she's handed it to him. No, it's Carter's. <laughs> Baby. The baby, the, the the original baby was it was it came out like dark hair, brown eyes. This is actually funny, but I don't know if Glenn talks about this, but Glenn's daughter had a nemesis at school named Lakshmi, and I guess they now are friends. Chelsea used to talk about Lakshmi all the time. She became this mythical character <laughs> who like did all these mean things to her, but she didn't really. And so somewhere in one of these papers it says that that I that I'm survived by my two sisters, like Lakshmi and Wabinlotney, or like some kind of thing like that. So it's all the goings on, the second graders. It's yeah. Hard to keep up with it all. So wait, I don't, I don't get this. You, you, me you talking to myself? You switch seats because of Krista and Blake, right? Yeah. So that put. You, you thought you were next, but that put you in a different spot as far as the path of the explosion. 
So right. they put Allie in front, or they put Clear in front of you. I mean, but then he says, I never switch seats, so you would, so Allie yeah, would I'm be. Still, but you did switch seats. No, no, see, because no. I, I switched seats fantasy. in the dream. When, when, I, when I wake up, they're asking me to switch seats. So I really would have switched seats. So he sits down and the thing falls off, and he doesn't really change yeah. seats because he leaves a plane. You don't get your arms in? Oh, no, I'm fine, yeah. <laughs> what, are you busting on me? Yeah. <laughs> uh, it, it, it is a little confusing. Count, yeah. count with I, me now, Kirk. I, I never really sat down and worked out the path of the explosion. Yeah, no, but it is because in the in the dream sequence is when you switch and then... Yes, that's then right. Okay. All right. My apologies. That's okay. It's all right, man. Go watch the movie. <laughs> <laughs> Just sit there. Well, I actually got complimented on my, my canoe paddling. Yeah, I did. The canoe thing. They said I looked very good at paddling the canoe. I was you like, are. Oh, thank you. you Who said that? Some, a bunch of people said it. You look like Dawson. It's very there. convincing. Yeah. Really? Out in the boat. Well, now you maybe you could do like the Daniel Boone story. Looking for a paddling canoe. <laughs> Didn't that dog actually bite someone? The dog actually bit it in the original one. What? They, they wanted the. Didn't they oh want yeah, the dog was gonna the dog was gonna die. But fried. I think in that scene with you and Allie, didn't the dog bite someone in that garage scene? I'm sorry, I'm watching. I don't recall. <laughs> we'll come on this year. This is great. How'd you do the thing with yeah, the Yeah, this fall? is a really cool shot with the, with, with the stick. With the stick that comes it's, like an inch from your forehead. Yeah, that's a great. Um, I rolled down a hill and stopped inches from the stick. Alex! Alex, we're trying to help you! It was good. Devin's an acrobat as well. You know? <laughs> he was in Circus du Soleil. No, they, they, what we did was... was uh, Cirque du Soleil? They did the fall. And, and the actual... Circus du Soleil. No, Sorry, you. go ahead. The actual stick was just me. The, the, they had the stick, yeah, you know, on camera, and I just uh, did a, basically did a sit-up oh, okay. into, into the stick and uh, just came inches from it. <laughs> the circus to slay. <laughs> the circus to slay. It's amazing. There's yeah. the stick. They're great. That's all blue screen. Yeah. He's making it up. He doesn't know. <laughs> that was green screen. Green screen, blue screen, they can use either one. Real electricity. Oh, straight there, buddy. They use blue screen. Yeah, yeah they can, yeah, they can yeah. use blue screen. They use blue screen all the time. Depending on whether, they, you know, there's a lot of green in the scene or something. I don't know. I got you. <laughs> This is all out in No, it's not in Squamish. I don't know where this was. This was in the jungles. Some of it's on, on, on a set. Jungles of New York. I love how you're drowning talking about it. Yeah, this is your water. great. <laughs> this is loopy for that scene. <laughs> <laughs> Did you guys loop a lot? Yeah. Oh shit. Two days. 
I hate it. I don't know. I don't like it. I don't love it. But, you know, it comes with the job, I suppose. What's with the boards on our house? I don't know. She yeah, lives in the ghetto. Claire's a freak. <laughs> she really is. She really is. Good looking freak, though. But a freak nonetheless. That twig's holding my hand down. <laughs> <laughs> oh. That's on the set. Right now. There's also a rock climber yeah. on top of a sculptor. <laughs> <laughs> She's a cousin of Spider-Man. Oops. Ow. This is great. I like how that all pops. Fall in there. Were they actually doing all this? I guess they were doing all this sparks, huh? They must have been, though. Yeah. blow through the door. You know, at that point, you just want to throw your hands up in the air and go, but fuck it, I can't. <laughs> you know, there's nothing else that can go wrong. I'm just going to let it take me. Let's, uh, this here. Bring it on. I, I don't know. Let's what? get it over with. Uh -huh. Enter the superhero. Dun -dun -dun. I like the scene between you two. I think this is a good scene. What scene? This? Yeah, between the two of you. It's yeah. kind of sad. Yeah. I'll always be with you. And now we turn to Fat Devin because this was shot six months later. <laughs> no joke. Right? right here? No. Coming. Aren't you supposed to lose weight on your run over to the house? Yeah. Instead, you gain like 20 pounds. And a tan. <laughs> and blonde hair. <laughs> what do you see the, the final scene? You like a double chin. Yeah, but we can get away with that because it's like six months later, right? It's actually kind of cool. Did you notice they changed that? It was originally supposed to be, you know, cut to one year later and they changed it to six months because it was so damn cold. It was the wrong season in Paris. The car's getting trashed. There's Fatty. That's. I think that's her original stuff. No, that's not. But it, oh, yeah. it's yours. It's your new stuff, but it's no, her it's, old stuff. No, we shot her too. I know, but I think they ended up using the oh, old did. stuff. Yeah. I think like I that's think her so. old close-up. They shot it from the wrong angle. They shot it over my. Um, well, that close-up was her old close-up because I remember that from. I think, I'm pretty sure. So now this is where I originally die. They tell me uh, not to do it and I grab the electrical cord and my face just blows up. <laughs> oh wow. But instead... <laughs> <laughs> I can't believe you did that, Dad. I'm so impressed with Right? To, to show the, the change from uh, your skinny neurotic self. To Right, I actually put on the weight for the um, Paris scene. Now, was that your choice? Or yeah, did... it, was, it was my choice. I was going for the Academy Award. They wanted uh -huh. to push you away from that, though, right? <laughs> they weren't into it. No. They were like, don't gain the weight. But, uh, you know, as an actor, you need to make decisions you know, you, every once in a while. You. It's you. It's you. <laughs> it's for the craft, baby. It's for the craft. I ate a lot of peanut butter jelly and jelly sandwiches for uh, a few months just to gain that weight. That's what I heard De Niro did, too. Yeah, he, he actually asked me. He phoned me. <laughs> I told him, just, just eat peanut butter. 
and he did. Yeah, this is really for him. This is such a like, I like segue this, to yeah. the new ending. Remember we were busting Jim's balls about this fade to white idea. <laughs> yeah, and then I, I go, Jim, I have a great idea. Because <laughs> I heard what his idea was, and I came up to him and go, Jim, I have a great idea. Go from white and go down a hallway like it's heaven or something. <laughs> <laughs> he wasn't amused though. There's the hot uh, stewardess, flight attendant. This is really cool, because actually Ali's hair is different, too. Yeah. I can't believe it. You know, I just can't believe we got on a plane again. You know what I'm saying? So there's the 180 on the sign there. Mural 81. Mural 81. So this, this is, is such a cool shot. This is actually yeah, shot on Vancouver such Island. such a great shot uh, right here. Victoria Cannon, Victoria, Vancouver Island. Uh, it was made, freezing. It was. We actually had to eat ice cubes before every uh, before every take because we were blowing steam out of our mouth because it was so cold. I was doing everything I could not to shiver. Brutal. I actually took it like a man. Um, there you <laughs> <laughs> now, are you guys actually old enough to be drinking in Paris? That's what yeah, I, was I don't know. It's a good question. We had fake IDs. Oh. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> it is six months later, Kristen. Yeah, we, no, I guess we're not old enough to drink there, huh? So, it is six months. so how old were they in high school? We were they were 18, just 20? Six months, come on. <laughs> <laughs> That's they were 20 in high school. Yeah. I don't know, I mean, sometimes it just feels like the two of you are the only ones who can really You look cold. I was cold. Always the, always the cocky one. Right. I didn't play it cocky, though, in this, in this retake. Because like, I figured, you know, if, if I'm going to Paris with these guys, we've, yeah. we've got to be somewhat friends. Right. But just bust Carter each was actually a nice, he was a nice guy to turn into a nice guy at the end. Yeah, out in the town alone. <laughs> Go to Paris. How <laughs> <laughs> ah, <what> the hell? <laughs> Not that bad. Hey, well, these two dorks. <clears throat> they gave me that jacket, that brown leather jacket. They, had like they did? Yeah. Really? I love it. That's, That's a good nice jacket. Oh, my God. It's just... Listen, now, the path of the explosion determines the order of our deaths, right? She looks so different as a blonde, doesn't she? Yeah, she's great as a blonde. She does. Yeah. Well, she's naturally blonde, right? Yeah. Oh, really? Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah, she was, well, she was blonde when it started. In my case, no one intervened, right? I was thrown from that power line. by the explosion. They didn't use that whole improv about the uh, Disney, Euro Disney, did they? Didn't use any of it. That's sad. I, I really liked that scene. Yeah, that was just brilliance on her part, let me tell you. Pathetic. Maybe that was the design all along. What did she say? What did she want to see? She wanted to go to, uh, uh, I don't know, some, like, museum, and I'm like, let's go to you or Disney. They have different rides or something stupid like that. It was pretty boring. For all I know, could circle back and get us all again. But I am the safest fucker in the world because you're still next. Uh-oh. Uh-oh. That's the trouble. John Denver song in trouble. French. And a big piece of meat. Two nails. I love the, the French John Denver. Yeah, yeah. That's really funny. And when you and when you when you see that guy playing it, you're just like, oh my god. No clear, just stay here. Let me get you guys back at the hotel, okay? Uh this is this scene right here, I, I actually um they shot it with a, with a wide-angle lens, and um, I overstepped my, my mark by about a foot and nearly got hit by the bus and came an inch away from me. They actually didn't do it again because how because of how close the, the bus came to me. 
Really? Yeah. I overstep my mark, but it, I was supposed to be, you know, really far away from it, but I overstep my mark and... It and looked close. Which I never do. Really. Yeah. This You're one. always right on those it marks. It was just this day. one time. See, there's the 180. A lot of people don't but the, notice that. The amazing thing was watching the audience to see the new ending for the first time versus the old ending. When this happens, the audience leaves and they're just like on a rush. Oh, it's you know? great. It's such a yeah. fun ending. It's so fun. <laughs> and there, ladies and gentlemen, is Final Destination. Final Destination. This has been Final Destination. Uh, this is Chad Danella signing off. <laughs> Goodbye. Thank you for seeing the movie and buying the DVD. Or just, you know, whatever. Yeah, this is Devin Siles signing off. Goodbye. This is Kerr, and uh, get off your butt and go to bed. Uh, <laughs> Thank you for sitting through this. <laughs> this is this is Kristen. Bye. <laughs> Bye. Don't wanna go by the devil. Don't wanna go by. The